Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Well, well, well. Episode 15, we're almost on our way to the uh, big 2-0. We're getting there. Very close. It's great to be here at episode 15 for the Handshake Media Network. Make sure you subscribe and you hit that uh, that button and get involved and, and tune back in every single week. But this week we got a big episode. We got lots to chat about and uh, and an interview as well. Who have we got this week, Brownie? Ken from Crossfaith are coming down under for the Emily Afflictions East Coast Tour and, of course, the Heaven and Hell Festival in Brisbane, which is just, yeah. you know, shaping up Stacked. to be one of the most like highly anticipated events for September, for heavy music. Stacked lineup, yeah. absolutely stacked. Keen to see that uh, come down. But before we get into Ken and everything else we've got coming up, it's time to throw right now to the newsroom. Ebony has your heavy news updates. Thanks. Now, we wouldn't usually mention this, but it's hard when the song is actually good. Five Seconds of Summer have dropped a pop rock hit called Teeth, and they're sounding like Fallout Boy, except that no one could touch Fallout Boy. It's for the 13 Reasons Why soundtrack, and Tom Morello makes a sneaky cameo playing a juicy riff at the end. And speaking of bands we don't usually talk about, the 1975 also have a new song that's very different from what we've heard before. It's Britpunk like the Sex Pistols, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, and it may be a one-off, but we'd like to see what they do next. And we have some huge news from Dream State, a new song and an album announcement. Primrose Path will be released on October 18th via UNFD. And check out their latest single, Open Windows, in which frontwoman CJ Gilpin absolutely nails her cleans and screams. There's serious talent there, so get on that track and watch out for their album. And back home, we have Sydney Fellas Black Reno with an album announcement too. Noise Smasher will be out on October 25th, and their latest single is a fast, action-packed song called Human. And we're leaving the best till last. What do Parkway Drive, A Day to Remember and Thy Art is Murder all have in common? Well, they're playing Good Things Festival. And after a 16-year career, it's Parkway's first touring music festival headline slot in Australia. This is going to be a good one, so get your ticks quick. Presale is on September 3rd and the general public tickets go on sale on September 5th. Check out the full lineup at their website. That's it. Stay heavy. Cheers for that, Ebony. Uh, Pricey, did you see the hilarious, hilarious... Hilarious European tour that got announced last week. Uh, I didn't until you brought it to my attention, Brownie. But it, I feel weird about it. Mm-hmm. I feel very weird about it. I think I've got a couple of different theories on it. But at the same time, I want to acknowledge before we get into this that while we're, I think we're going to be fairly critical of this. We also were critical of someone for. Do you remember we were critical of old Jamie Jaster the other week for having a go at a lineup? Absolutely. For not putting heavy, heavy metal higher yep. on, on the bill. But look, my, my gripe... This is different though, I Absolutely think. different. Absolutely. So what we're getting on about is the fact that Five Finger Death Punch are doing a European tour and they're going to be joined by none other than Megadeth and Bad Wolves. Yeah. It's called the Megadeth Punch Tour. Yep. With bad wolves. Bad wolves. Yeah, bad wolves don't get anything <laughs> in their little pun not like title there, so I feel like they got shafted a little bit. But the thing is, Five Finger Death Punch are headlining. Megadeth yeah. is supporting Five Finger Death Punch. What the? Like in the, in the words of Rove, what the? How did this happen? When did this happen? i got a couple of theories on this, Brown, and one is that Five Finger Death Punch have been see they've either been disrespectful or they've been they they 
I don't know. It's like they think they're being charitable or something. You know? Yeah. Like they're either like, they've just forged ahead and gone, yeah, just get Megadeth. That'll do. Like, we'll just pay them and, and you know, put them underneath us and it'll be a big dick energy move, you know? But why... And put them underneath us. But w- why would Megadeth sign up to something like that? Well, this is my other part of the theory, is that potentially Megadeth... Well, one, Dave Mustaine's coming back on... He's coming back from having throat Treatment. cancer yeah. surgery. Yeah. So he may not want the pressure of a headline tour. Which obviously seems to be the most logical explanation. Possible. Yeah. But also, you know, the best way to rest a, a, you know, your throat, don't sing at don't, all. That, that's Take it. a little bit more time. Like no one's going to criticise you for taking some more time. Because they cancelled their big American tour, which is totally respectful Absolutely. understandable. Yep. They kept like the one big show, which was the Megadeth Cruise that they've got. Slayers yep. on it as well. So, you know, it's kind of a big deal. But to go over to Europe and it's multiple shows. Like I can't remember how many were in there, but only mm. two got revealed and there's like a whole lot of them. But to, like To come, yeah. Yeah. Like I can't see Megadeth playing like a 30 minute headline set. I really can't. And like, why thirty would, minute support set? You what, mean. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And why would they? Like this, this is a band who is in the top thirty, four, the big plus four year of heavy metal. Yeah, and what? And why are they supporting a Kyle band like Five Finger Death Punch? It's, it's entirely, it's entirely possible that they wanted far less pressure, didn't want to have to organise anything, just turn up and and play essentially. Um, but wouldn't do you lose credibility for doing that? Like, I mean, if you're Dave Mustaine, you don't really need to care too much about that anymore. Like, you got fans, or you know, you got diehard fans for life anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I, but I also do like part. My initial thoughts on it were like, hasn't Dave had enough? You know, kicks to the groin. You know, like coming off been, second best always. Yeah. He's yeah. Kicked out of Metallica. He's treated as literally the. You know the the redheaded stepchild of of metal, yeah. Of metal, you're, you're you not know, wrong there, yeah. You know, his brother's got throat cancer. Like now he's got to support Five Finger <laughs> Death Punch. Like it just just feels like real kick in the guts well, to me. They say bad things come in threes. Like you know, throat cancer is one. Touring with these guys is two. Don't no. I, I don't want to put that into the no. universe. We all know it happens though. But like. I, I don't know. Like, what if he has one more bad thing happen? Then good things will happen after that. That's not are you what saying? Happens. Are you saying he's going to come and play at good uh, things? No, no, Is that let, what you're saying? Let's, let's not throw that into the universe. Like, it would be great to see them in Australia again, but I, I could see a band like that playing download over good things. That's, yeah, that'd be sick. That's my interpretation of that. I'd love to see Dave come out here and yeah. do one of the headline shows there. That'd, that'd, that'd feel right. Yeah, absolutely. They'd, they'd, be, they'd be at home. They'll be one of, like... Maybe not the main headliner, but like third headliner. Yeah, something sitting like somewhere that. where Judas Priest did this Exactly, year. and Five Finger Death Punch will be on the side stage, playing at like two o'clock in the afternoon, and then going to get drunk backstage. See, do you know what though? That's the difference in the the music scene in Australia versus America. Like, Five Finger Death Punch in the US sell out arenas. They are actually huge. We don't necessarily see it so much here because when they come here, they might do, I don't know, what, what did they do last time? Like an Eaton's Hill size? Like they a, were supposed like a, to be supporting uh, Black Sabbath. 
But okay, they didn't come though. They didn't come because Ivan got sick or there was an injury uh, and they had to pull yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. So have that they was... played here before though on a headline show? Guarantee they have. I can't remember. And if so, like something's flashing up saying something along the lines of like supporting Megadeth. I don't know if uh, that's true or not. Okay. Don't quote me on that. They're... But that's not a headline show. Yeah, look, they're not a band that I follow, so I I don't know too much about them. Yeah. But like this thing happened, and it I really... definitely don't go out of my yeah. way. It got me that like like angry at yeah. for for Megadeth because yeah. of that fact it's like you know they want to go do a European tour they haven't been to Europe in X amount of years whatever it is this mm. is like the first offer they've got and it's like do, do they take it for the sake of going or like do they do they want this look I think what it boils down to is I think we probably have to look at it in the least negative way as possible it's probably down to that Dave doesn't want the pressure of a headline show yeah took the the payday because I assume if you've got any kind of good agent, they would have, Five Finger Death Punch would have paid above, the, you know, like a, like above a, market value for to have Megadeth Mega support them because they don't have to. Well, they don't have to do that. Well, let's look at like some of the other tours around the world where this has sort of happened where you've got a mixed match of lineups. You've got Blink-182 with Lil Wayne and the shows were like really poorly attended because Lil Wayne fans didn't want to go see Blink-182. Rather than going back to Blink-182 all the time, yep, which we do. That's my go-to. That is your go-to. Let's take a step back in our own podcast. Let's go back to Spencer Chamberlain with Ooh, Under Oath. Yeah. Now, we talked with him about that they are supporting the Amity Affliction on this tour. Right? And we asked him about that. How does that... And he said he liked the challenge of winning over new fans that aren't necessarily under oath uh, people. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So but there's I, that. But Megadeth doesn't need to do that. I, I would assume that people who have listened to Five Finger Death Punch would in some way, shape or form listen to Sweating Bullets or a song like that from Megadeth. So yeah. they're familiar with them. It's not exactly like they're going to be winning over new fans. But like... You could have picked anyone, anyone better. Yeah. Like I think you nailed it where you said like, oh, you know, you could have a shine down or a yeah, exactly, you know, something yeah. like that in the middle, and all that all would have made sense. Look, if if you get Nickelback, Five Finger Death Punch, and you know, Shine Down in there, and I'm I'm not criticizing Shine Down because I legitimately like them, but like those three bands, they're like and your, Bad Wolves, that's four. Yep, they're they're like your Southern dad metal butt rock. The, Perfect example there. It's butt rock. So, like, that would be much more appreciative and approved of in, like, multiple groups as opposed to something like this, which is picking up a lot of criticism. And we're not the only ones who are talking about it. There's multiple publications who have done the whole why are they doing what this, is this, that kind yeah. of thing. So it's not like something that's just really annoying us. And I'm pretty sure those listening to the podcast right now would have a say of that too as well. So yeah, probably scratching their heads. Yeah. Please get in touch with us and tell us what you think. Or if you were for this tour and you think it's a great idea and you're a Five Finger Death Punch fan... Once you figure out how to use technology, get, into that <laughs> <laughs> um, get your son to write you write us an email. That's exactly it. Yeah, um, talking about festivals, but like in a, a smaller scale, the Heaven and Hell Amity Affliction Festival in Brisbane is going to be massive. Not to mention the the East Coast tour that they're doing with Under Oath, Cross Faith, and Pagan. We're we're frothing for this. Yeah, the Brisbane one especially. I mean, you know, you throw in. You know, bands like Southeast Desert Metal in there as well, and Void of Vision. Endless Heights. Endless Heights. It Thorn just, Hill. So just much, goes on yeah. and on and on. The absolute cross-section of what we're seeing here is, I, I want to see it more. 
And I want to see heavy music represented more in these like cultural festivals that you see, you know, like Brisbane Festival is hosting this one. Yep. You know, like... Like Adelaide Fringe Festival yeah. or whatever, something like that. Or Some of the art and theatre that you see in heavy music shows and festivals absolutely stands up next to some of the the theatre shows and the cabaret and all of that sort of stuff. It's yeah. as theatrical and as showy yeah. as anything you'll see there. And it, you know, put it in the in the faces of the general public. Let show? them enjoy a show like that and have them marvel at it. Like, you know, that that's what I think is, you know, not necessarily uh, getting put in the faces of people who aren't already into metal. Well, th- this is why a, a great thing like Big Sound is such an important thing for heavy music because of the yeah. fact that you've got over 150 bands, musicians, appearing in Brisbane all at the same time, essentially. Different shows, different venues, that kind of thing. So, like, you can walk into a bar and then come across a band you had no intention to see. And, and have them blow your socks off. Exactly, that's yeah. it. So, taking heavy music into the mainstream where you have a stage like this where people are not forced to see, see them, but they're in the same area. You definitely have the opportunity. That's it. To, you have the opportunity to, to happen upon it. Correct, yeah. yeah. And it might just change your life. It might be that band that you finally see and you're like, you know what? I like heavy that's music That's it, I'm in now. heavy music now. That's yeah, it. yeah. That, that's the conversion right there. What was that for you, Brownie? What was that band the, for you? Oh, oh, this is a really hard question because I remember days where I was driving around in my mate Jacko's car. I know he yeah. listens to the podcast. And um, he would play bands like Parkway Drive, yeah. Story of the Year. Okay. Um, so for me, it was like the, the, the melodic stuff that eased me into it. So yeah. whenever we would play Parkway Drive... Hence, you're only just getting to deathcore now. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So it's a, long, it's a long process. But like he'd always play Parkway Drive. And I'm like, oh, what's that song that starts, starts with C? I can't remember. What is it? Carrion. Carrion. Yeah. So he would always play that. I'm like, this is my favorite heavy music song. He's like, dude, you know nothing. And then he put <laughs> on like... Um, smoke them if you got them or something like that yeah, and completely yeah. blow me away so you know that's was my gateway to heavy yeah. music and story of the year for me like I still to this day even at karaoke scream the words like yeah. I used to 10 12 years ago yeah sick for you for me it was uh, it was around sort of 97 98 I think it was you know uh, started hearing you know bands like Metallica put out Memory Remains uh, as a single that year off yeah. Reload. And then I started hearing tracks from like Corn's Life is Peachy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Into Follow the Leader. And then, you know, out into Ramstein, Marilyn Manson, Limp Biscuit. Like, I definitely came up through new Metal. Yeah. Well, that was, and, and that just, that was the kind of stuff we were all like trading burnt CDs at which, school. That's and, it. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. we were showing each other new bands that way. See, gone are those days now. Now you just send someone a link or, or whatever. Go check out this band. I don't think it's any worse. It's just different, man. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you, you, you come across it faster. Remember how long it used to take the burner CD? Oh, man. Man. And then sometimes you get the crappy ones and it would stuff up halfway through. Yeah. And they had far less skip protection in your Discman yep. than you bought CDs. Yeah. And there was like it skips so much easier. Prices Mega Mix 1 and then yeah. like two days later a new song would come out or you'd, you'd finally get it off LimeWire or whatever it was. It'd take four days. That kind of thing. It was horrible. Yeah. But, you know... Everyone has the stories of the bands that they fell in love with and where they totally. came from, and it's always good to hear this. So if you've got a story, please tell us about it. Yeah. 
the next guest on the show is coming to Australia, as we mentioned, for that Amity Affliction East Coast tour and the music festival in Brisbane. It's Ken from Crossfaith. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Good, good. How are you? It's rainy season over here, so it's kind of shit, but I'm fine. <laughs> well, actually, the uh, the last time I went to a show at the venue that you're playing in Brisbane, uh, I went to see Slayer on their last Australian tour ever, and uh, it was cloudy, and then it rained, but only during wa- raining blood. It was so cool, and then when the song finished, so did the rain. It was epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> and so... Uh, Brownie and I were both at Unify Festival earlier in the year, and we got to see your set. And I've got to say, it was an absolute ton of fun. And, and to me, it was a real highlight of the festival. There was so much energy coming yes. off the, so much energy coming off the stage, and there was so much pyro and so much, you know, like happening. And and you guys just did not let up for a single second. How do you keep up that energy uh, when you play your show? Like, you know, like that's our style, like. And uh, we learned from the band, like, such as, like, Underworld. And, uh, yeah, like, they, they always, like, bring, like, 100-plus energy. And uh, I watched this show back in, like, 2008 in Japan. Yep. And uh, I was, like, super surprised. And I couldn't move. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so, like, we've, like, we, we've grown now with, uh, like, uh, those kind of bands. So, like, that's why we, like, put so much energy on the stage. Yeah. Speaking of bands that you uh, grew up with and that sort of stuff, on your latest record, uh, Ex Machina, you uh, did a cover of Linkin Park's Faint uh, on there. And and it's, and it's, and I got to tell you, it's a very, very faithful cover. It's fantastic. Yeah. And, and, and a real, and to me, to me, it felt a lot like a, a tribute to uh, to Chester. I mean, was was that yeah? Was that the intention? Yeah, like because you know uh, Chester and Lincoln Park is like one of our biggest in, uh, inspiration since you know like two thousand two or two thousand three. And uh, actually, like I met them, like I met uh, Chester and Mike uh, like a couple times uh, in the European festival and the Japan, Japanese festival as well. And uh, actually, like uh, after we made a uh, ex machina, I met Mike Snoda uh, in Korea, and yep. I we we gave the album to to him, and uh, like I like you know we, we we had a conversation with him, and yes, like after after that, like he played on the main stage, and uh, he played like in the end, and like some kind of uh, Rinky Park songs, and uh, that was like how to say best moment. You know, of course, like it's kind of sad, but but everyone like sing for Chester as a tribute, and so like that was kind of nervous to uh, you know cover the cover my our like well best band. So uh, yeah, but it's 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 kind of honor. It's kind of honor to uh, play their song, and yeah, it's 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 sad, but it's good moment. Yeah, its intention is something of honor and respect more than sadness yeah 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 yeah. you you got a little taste of what australian audiences are like uh at unify festival and i know you've been here before i saw you uh, a couple of years ago um in hearts wake tour comes to mind for me yeah and yeah what are you hoping to uh to see when you come out to australia you know when you look out to the audience what are you are you hoping for you know some circle pits are you hoping for a lot of jumping around what what do you expect from these crowds Oh, like everything, like circle fit and uh, like of course marching and uh, uh, wall of death. Of course. Hell yeah! And this the tour will be the, our biggest uh, Australian tour. So 
I can't wait to be can't wait to be part of it. And of course, I, I heard that it's gonna be the arena show. So like, sometimes like it's it's hard to like control the people uh, in the arena. So I'm I'm super excited to like uh, bring the chaos to the arena. And uh, we uh, we would love to change the arena to the huge crowd. You know. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> In regards to new music, because obviously you guys might be working on new music now, will we get to see any of that on this tour, or are you keeping it specifically for once it's recorded professionally? Uh, I think no yet, no yet, because, you know, we, ju- we just started making new music, so, you know, we probably we will not play, but uh, we would love to release our new song, like, in this year. So now we are struggling in it, so, like, please, please wait, but now on the next tour. Well, look, Ken, thank you so much for your time today. It's been wonderful chatting with you. And we really can't wait to get you down here to play at this Heaven and Hell tour. Uh, and especially uh, see you here in Brisbane. It's going to be a it's a really big uh, day of music there as part of Brisbane Festival. So uh, we, we'll definitely be there and hopefully we might get to meet you. And um, thanks so much for your time, man. Yeah, let's, let's, get, let's hang out up there. God, I'm looking forward to that tour. Oh, Brownie, we, it'll be nice to uh, be at that show with you, crack a beer and go... How good is life? How good is life? Yeah. And, and how nice is it that, uh, you know, we've contributed a little bit to everyone knowing a little more about this tour. Absolutely. So, yeah, if you're going to be there, please come say good day to yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to talk about this. We didn't get much of a chance to, to discuss it last week, but the Butterfly Effect are back. And they are back. Froth City... Not just for their new song, but for their the beer, because beer. beer is froth. Yeah, so it's sold out in like three hours. They, they they introduced their amplified ale, and the beer can is coloured the same as their classic album begins, begins here. here. Yeah. So that that very unique uh, blue, blue with the butterfly. With the butterfly it's it's iconic. It, yeah. it absolutely is. That's I mean, the word I was looking the for. The amount of people that have that tattooed on them. Yeah. You know, and now hopefully they bought a can, didn't open it, and now it's hanging on yeah. their, their memorabilia. Yeah. And uh, But it sold out three hours. It is available on tap at the shows. Oh, the upcoming ones. Yeah. yeah. Or the so ones going the ones through that, right now. So yeah. the remaining shows on the tour are Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne. Yep. Those shows are sold out, so sorry about it. Spion. Sorry about it. But they are available on tap there and at the after parties as well. Right. It's very clever. I'm very impressed. Now, let's take a look at like bands that have released or done this. Like mm. Iron Maiden, when they came to Australia a few years back, they had the pop-up shows yep. or pop-up stores at pubs where yep. they would sell their beer. Megadeth yep. had their own beer, that kind of thing, to all have Has wine. Has wine, yeah. Like, for a band like Butterfly Effect, who are predominantly bigger in Australia than overseas, correct me if I'm wrong there, yep. this is this is huge. Like This is a huge deal for, for a, like a, a band to have their beer sell out like this. Mm. And it shows the want need and demand for them to come back like i'm so stoked they're back again making new music yeah and it's been a long time coming and it's and good on them for for burying the hatchet um you know there was some tense years there i'm sure yeah and you know like everyone that all of the interviews and everything are out there from back in the day they're they're happy to let that bygones be bygones and just go you know what we're all back now we're smarter we're older we've you know we can put all that aside and, and we've really 
come back together, gone into the studio, and the magic is still there. Yeah, here, it's great. Here in this new song, it harked back to those earlier albums. Like it was. It sits to me as like a blend of a track that could have been on Imago, could have been on Final Conversations of Kings. Like it has, it has those tones from Imago. Yeah, but then it has like the feel from Final Conversation because Forrester also worked on that Forrester Savelle also yep. worked on that record and now he's worked on this song as well and so it feels like it has all of those influences and like it like they never went away I forgot how long were they separated for how what was the, okay, what was the so time difference okay so timeline yeah 2008 yep was final conversation of kings was it that long ago yeah 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 wow 2009 the last single was released from yep, it yeah so it's been 10 years from the last single, yep. not since new music. In the interim, they got a, a different singer. They got That's Paul right. Gallagher yep, 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 yep. in 2012. Which, you know, let, let's face it, I'm a hardcore fan of the Butterfly Effect. Yep. But for me, it was the earlier stuff. It was all yes, that yes, stuff yes. I grew up with. And yeah. I'll, I'll stand by that. Like, the, the new stuff they did with the new single was there. Didn't grab my attention as much as when Clint was fronting. Yeah. And now they've they've left that for what it was. That's all good. It's still up there on iTunes and so it's all like that Dave sort of Navarro stuff. being in Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, yeah, it, it was, yeah. It was Let's error. treat it like that. Yeah. And so now they're back. The iconic lineup is back, and it's just so great to see. And the fact that they're still selling out shows, there's still demand there for them. That must be pumping their tires up. And so I'm really hoping that we see more new stuff from them in 2020, which is definitely needed. I mean, you look at the amount of people that jumped on this new song. Like, mm. a lot of people didn't expect it to happen. Yes, we saw them in the studio working on it, but... There was still know, always that it, tension. It may not happen. Exactly. Yeah. That impossibility that, that, that of, like, they could just be in there, a fight might break out, it gets cancelled. And, you know, it's, it's one of these situations like Tool where you don't want to get your hopes up over something. Yeah. But now it's here. It's like, okay, great. This is perfect. I love it. And I don't want to ask when the next thing is because I'm just embracing what, what We've this got. is right now. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Living in the moment. I did see a lot of comments coming out saying, Tool and you guys in 2019? This yeah. is amazing. Mate, that's... That, that's, that's so up, cool. Mate. All we need is a Carnival album out by the end of the year, mate. There's a oh, Can right we there. cross <laughs> some fingers, some toes, everything? Look, Kenny's out doing the Birds of Tokyo tour throughout September. That leaves three months in between the end of the year. Yeah, so come on, buddy. Give us As a if you're song. not the busiest guy in music ever. Come anyway, on, you can do it. Come on. Um, almost time for us to wrap things up here, but uh, our birthday, the Wall of Sound... And the Faction's birthday party happening August 30th at Crowbar Brisbane. It is coming up on Friday. And how's your birthday suit looking? <laughs> There's a lot less of it these days. There's a lot less of it these days. I've, I've shredded down a little bit. I'm, yeah, I'm you happy. Have. Thanks, man. Your rig. <laughs> but uh, yeah, come along. There's It's kind of you guys the, the people who are turning up are going to be the ones that end up with the presents exactly so. yeah there's plenty going on prizes to give away we are actually streaming the Tool album we're playing the Wage War album you're doing a DJ set we're going to smash out some karaoke later on Mealy Wrist and um, Wild Heart are playing on the night so you're going to get something for every kind of musical taste that you're absolutely. there absolutely I mean like Obviously, we've got some hardcore, we've got some proggy metal, we've we'll, got some... We'll jump up on stage and sing some pop punk together. Like, yeah. there's plenty going on. And, like, this is just a way that we want to say, you know, thank you to you yeah. for listening in, for getting involved, for, for streaming the Faction Radio. I mean, like, this is t- two years 
it's hard mm. to believe that time is gone. So like, yeah. and in that in that time, plenty of people tuned in, getting involved with the hardest one hundred each yeah. year. So you know, come down and and like we'll we'll support you and like have a night with you essentially. Hell yeah, and there thing? will be cake. <sighs> but not for the wall of sound people. Correct. That's exactly right. Yeah. Just be like, no, 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 not yep. for you, not if, for you. If you're there on the night, come and ask me about that. I'll give you a rundown. That's the only way you're going to find out. Uh, but that's it for this week's episode of the Matter of Faction podcast. Episode 15 is done and sorted. Uh, you can check out plenty more at the Handshake Media Group and uh, see some of the other podcasts I've got there. Yeah. It might be something that you're into outside of music or well, outside of metal. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but don't forget, you know what to do. There's a little button. Says subscribe. Smash it. And then uh, we'll catch you next week. I'm Pricey. I'm Brownie. Catch you later, boys. You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.